Church exists to shine as light in our homes, in our community, and in our world. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. I would invite you now to take out your Bible and turn in your Bible to the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament. It's a little bit to the right of the middle of your Bible. And Isaiah chapter 9, and if you don't have a Bible, there should be one under a chair in front of you, and you can take that Bible and turn it to page 492, and you would be at Isaiah chapter 9. You know, we've been involved in a short series of messages that we have entitled, The Most Unique Birth Announcement Ever. And last week as we began, I shared with you uh, some unique birth announcements that I had come across And I want to share a couple more with you today. The very first one is is around a movie theme. And you have there on that little card announcement a marquee that says, now showing the premiere of Vincent Paul. And it has his weight and his inches there. And then you have a couple of tickets that actually give you the very date and the, the minute that he was born. And then I like the little part on the bottom, produced by Sandra and Lewis Williams. So... That is a very unique birth announcement. And then I had asked if you had any to send them to me, and I got one from the Callahan family. And what they had done is came up with a birth announcement for Austin Matthew Callahan that was a takeoff on a Hershey candy bar. And instead of saying Hershey, it says, here he is. And it has there his weight at nine pounds, two ounces. And then they had the back side of the announcement, which looked like the back side of the candy bar, and uh, gives vital statistics. It says ingredients, frogs, snails, and puppy dog tails. And then I really like the bottom part, manufactured by Stephen and Shanna Callahan and endorsed by their parents, the Chad Wells and the Callahan. So that is a very unique birth announcement. And as unique as those birth announcements are, They are not yet the world's most unique birth announcement ever. And we see that birth announcement in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. We began to look at it last time, and we said that this birth announcement came to the nation of Israel in a very dark time, a dark period in their history. There was spiritual corruption, there were military conflicts, there was moral peril and corruption. And this was an incredibly unique and unusual birth announcement. And a big part of the reason why is that it was given seven centuries before the baby was to be born. And in the birth announcement, as you would expect, there are names given of the baby. And these are especially meaningful names because they were given by God the Father Himself. And these names tell us a lot about this baby, of course, who turned out to be the baby Jesus. And these names that we see in Isaiah chapter 9 are descriptive of his character. They are descriptive of his influence and impact on other people. What we have in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 are really four names, or you could call them four sets of doublets of names. If you have your Bible open, I want to read from Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. The world's most unique birth announcement ever says this, For a child will be born to us, 
a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Now, last week, we looked at the very first doublet or the very first set of names, that being Wonderful Counselor. And we looked at the fact that in life, human beings, us as real-life people, we are seeking answers. And God tells us that the solution, the answers that we need, are found in a person, and that is the person of this baby who is forecast to come to this world. And as the one whose name is Wonderful Counselor, he understands us. He is wise. He has the counsel that we need. He is the one that we should turn to when we are confused, when we are fearful, when we don't know what to do. Because as the wonderful counselor, he has the wisdom and the counsel for every dilemma that we might face. And if I was just going to come up with a summary statement of the name Wonderful Counselor, I think it would be this, he knows all. If you have any question, the one who is the Wonderful Counselor knows all. Now today, we're going to move to the second name, the second doublet that we see in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, and that is the name Mighty God. Now this is a very exciting name, and it has great depth of significance for you and for me. So our plan and our time today is basically to do two things. Number one, we're going to see that this name tells us who He is. And it also tells us what he offers. The names that he are given tells us who he is and tell us what he offers. So I want you to take another look at verse 6. Let's read it again. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. So as we said, these names tell us, first of all, who He is. And this is an amazing name that is given, that He would be called Mighty God. In other words, it tells us that this child who is to be born would not only be human, would be a man, but that He would also be God. His name would be mighty God. In other words, this Savior, this Deliverer, this baby who was to come would actually be the God of all power and might. He would be the one who created the universe, the billions of galaxies that are out there. He would create and did create by the word of His power. This one who is called the mighty God is the one who would judge the world, the one who would judge the angelic realm, the one who would judge all the kingdoms of the earth, the one who will one day judge all of mankind. And I want to refer you to, you don't need to necessarily turn there, but I want to refer you to Daniel chapter 9 and verse 35 in the Old Testament because a very interesting statement is given there. And it is given by a man by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. 
Now, Nebuchadnezzar, you may not be aware of this, but was one of the most powerful people who have ever lived on the face of this planet. He was the king of Babylon. So you need to understand that when he's speaking, there has perhaps never been anyone on the face of this planet who is more powerful than Nebuchadnezzar. But he has an encounter with the one who is the mighty God. And here's part of what he says. He begins to talk and he says, his rule, this mighty God is everlasting, his kingdom is eternal. And then I want you to look at the words from verse 35. I have them up on the screen for you. Now remember, this is one, if not the most powerful man who ever lived on earth. And here's what he says. All the people of the earth are nothing compared to him. He's talking about the one who is the mighty God. He has the power to do as he pleases among the angels of heaven and with those who live on earth. And no one can stop him or challenge him. Now remember, that's one of the most powerful people who ever lived. No one can stop him or challenge him saying, what do you mean by doing these things. In other words, this is really what Nebuchadnezzar was saying of this one who is the mighty God. He was really saying his power is absolute and fully comprehensive. There is no enemy who can resist him, no person who can stand against him. And in my wording, What Nebuchadnezzar was really saying is, regarding the one whose name is the mighty God, he is large and fully in charge. One of the most powerful people who ever lived said, I am basically nothing compared to the one who is the mighty God. Turn a little bit in the left in the book of Isaiah to chapter number 7. I want you to see a verse that is familiar to many of us in Isaiah 7, verse 14. Just another prediction of the coming baby. It says in verse 14, Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son. Well, that happens from time to time, I guess, that you would have someone bear a son, but a virgin bearing a son? No, that's very unique. And then notice it says, and she will call his name, what is the name? Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. In fact, when you come to the opening pages of the New Testament in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, This verse is repeated where it says, Behold, a virgin will be with child and shall bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. His name will be called Mighty God. Now let me ask you, does that not have a ring of security to it if you have a relationship with him? that the one that you would have a relationship with is the mighty God? Let me ask you a question. How big is your God? You know, whatever you may be facing in life, whether it's this week, next week, 
or next month? How big is your God? Are you viewing him for what he is? The one who his name is mighty God? You see, he's more than an ordinary man. He was much more than a political leader and an earthly king. He was more than a teacher and a prophet. He is absolutely unique. This baby and who he was had never been seen before and will never be seen again. This unique situation. His name shall be called Mighty God. See, that name tells us who he is, but it also tells us what he offers to us. When we talk about him being called the Wonderful Counselor, the summary statement we can give to that is that he knows all. When we talk about him being called the Mighty God, the summary statement to that is that he has the power that we need. You see, people are out there seeking answers to the dilemmas of life and death. And it's one thing to find the answers. It's another thing to have a resource to deal with and to implement the answers. And we learn from these names that the resource that we need is found in a person, the person of Jesus Christ. You know, when you look at at human history, you can track it all the way through. A key issue in human history has always been the issue of power. You know, for many centuries, we lived as humanity in the era of horse power. When everything was built around the power that horses could bring to our culture, then we went through the era of steam power, and then we went into the era of combustion power, and then we were in the era of electrical power, which we still live within. And We start talking about wind power and solar power, but it's all connected back to electrical power. And then we're also in the era of nuclear power. But you see, always in human history, power has been a key issue. And power, men and women, is a key issue in the core issues of life. You see, if you have answers alone, answers alone can be inadequate. If we know how we ought to be living, and yet we don't have the power that we need, that is just utter frustration. If we know that this should be my attitude and this should be my response, because those are the answers that we really seek, and yet we don't feel like we can change or we have the power to live those answers out, it leaves us discouraged and without hope. And yet, The cool thing is, this child, Jesus, his name would be Mighty God, and he has the power that we need. You know, uh, many of us are aware of the eruption of Mount St. Helens. How many people actually remember when that happened? Let me see your hands, okay? Now, I don't know if you looked around, but a number of us put our hands up. 
and a number of us did not put our hands up. And maybe you've all heard about that, but you don't remember it because of when it occurred. You know when Mount St. Helens erupted? It erupted back in 1980. So, how long ago was that? Think about it for a minute. All right? That was 31 years ago. So that's nearing a third of a century. So you can understand why we have a lot of people who are a little bit younger who can't put their hand up when they say, I don't remember that. Perhaps everybody's heard about it, but I just want to remind you of what really happened that day. It happened on May 18th, 1980, that Mount St. Helens exploded with what is most likely the most visible indication of the power of nature that the modern world has ever seen. It was at 8.32 a.m. that morning when the explosion ripped 1,300 feet off of Mount St. Helens. And we hear a number like that, and it's hard to relate to that. Let me think of it another way. That's 87 stories. Think of a building, 87 stories tall. That's how much of Mount St. Helens blew off in an instant. The explosion was with a force of 10 million tons of TNT, another number that's hard for us to relate to when you hear it quoted. But that would be roughly equal to 500 of the atomic bombs that were dropped on Hiroshima in World War II. 500 of them. And so you have instantly 1,300 feet, 87 stories of mountain that just blows off. 60 people were killed, most of them by a blast of 300-degree heat that traveled at 200 miles an hour. Think about that. Some people were killed as far as 16 miles away. The blast knocked down 150-foot Douglas fir trees that were as far as 17 miles away, and a total of 3.2 billion, with a B, board feet of lumber were destroyed in that one explosion. And you say, well, 3.2 billion board feet, I I don't know how to... That would build about 200,000 three-bedroom homes. I was talking to Jason after the first service when he was telling me he remembers that very morning he was living 200 miles away and they heard the explosion and he said by 1.30 in the afternoon, 200 miles away, because of the ash cloud, everything was pitch black no sun the rest of the day, all the lights came on. They didn't see the sun again until the next morning. This was an incredible demonstration of the power of nature. An awesome display of nature's power. But it pales to nothing when compared with the power of the one whose name is the mighty God. 
You see, the mighty God has the power to forgive. He has the power to deliver from judgment. He has the power to raise people from the dead. He has power over death and hell. Those things are very, very important. He has the power to change hearts and to change habits. And you know, the greatest expression of the power of the mighty God was to be found in the substitutionary atonement that he made for us. That's talking about when the mighty God came down to take your penalty and mine. In fact, it's actually described for us in Isaiah in chapter 53, to the right of where we are. Turn there with me to Isaiah chapter 53. And this is the greatest expression of his power. It says in Isaiah 53 and verse 4, it says, Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. Look at verse 5. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. You could put your name right in that. He was crushed for our iniquities, our sin, our rebellion. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We've wandered off. Each of us has turned to his own way. We've been doing our own rebellion thing, ignoring God. But the Lord caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He is our substitute. He died in your place. His death paid for your sin and mine. All of our evil thoughts, all of our wayward words, all of our embarrassing actions fell on Him. God's punishment fell on Him, not on us. You see, He was born man, but he was also mighty God. And because he was God and man, he was the only one who could bring God and man all together. It took the mighty God to die for the sins of all of humanity. And you see, no philosophy or Native American spirituality can do that. All the gods of the Hindu pantheon could not do that. Muhammad could not accomplish that because Muhammad was merely a man who was born and died. You see, only the one whose name is Mighty God could pay for our sin and meet a righteous God's just demands. Only the one whose name is Mighty God could deliver you and me from death, could provide the salvation that we so desperately need. Last week when we were looking at the fact his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, we asked this question, do you know him? And now when we're looking at him this week as the Mighty God, I'm going to adjust the question slightly and I would say, is he your Savior? 
Is he your deliverer? I want you to notice the words of John chapter 3 and verse 36. These are the actual words of Jesus himself. He says, he who believes in the Son has eternal life. See, believing is the idea of entrusting yourself to something, to count on something, to rely on something. Jesus says, if you rely on who I am and what I've done for you, you have eternal life. What a great thing that is. But he who does not obey the Son, he who chooses just to push Jesus Christ aside, shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. You see, if we believe and trust in and rest in who he is and what he has done, the wrath of God that we deserved ultimately fell on him. If we choose to just ignore him and push him aside, then now we are having to deal with the wrath of God ourselves. He has the name Mighty God. Here's what's interesting about that. Every one of us is going to have to face the mighty God. Does it make any difference what your background may be, how old or young you may be, where you are in life, any of those things? What your vocation is, does it make any difference? Every single human being who ever drew a breath is going to have to face the mighty God either as Savior and rescuer or as judge. And the choice rests with us. We will come face to face with the mighty God, either it is as our Savior and deliverer or as our judge. And you might think, well, I'll worry about that later. I just want to remind you that life is very fragile. You know, it was almost exactly a decade ago, 10 years ago, that I got the phone call from the doctor that they wanted to tell me that I had cancer. Just never forget that December, that Christmas. What a great reminder about how fragile life is. And all of us, no doubt, are aware of somebody who recently departed from this life. Christmas time may be the best time to turn to the one whose name is Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God. Christmas may be the best time to choose to make that life decision to trust in and rest in Jesus Christ and what he has done. His name is Mighty God. He has the power that we need. And what he offers is not only the power of forgiveness and the power of salvation, but what he also offers is the power to change hearts and habits. I like the way Alan Perkins put it. He wrote this. He says, if you are a Christian, if you are a believer and a follower of Christ, then his spirit, the Holy Spirit, lives in you. And his spirit is a spirit of power. 
power to love, power to forgive, power to trust, power over fear and addiction and anger and worry and lust and depression and guilt, power to persevere in the midst of suffering and mistreatment, power to overcome discouragement and disappointment. Power that can restore and strengthen relationships even when it seems the hurt is too deep ever to heal. Power that can cleanse us from sin even when it seems that the sin has such a grip on our hearts we can never break free. Power to give us hope and joy even in the midst of difficult, heartbreaking circumstances. Power to change our attitude to replace grumbling and complaining with gratitude and thanksgiving. He writes, in short, power to accomplish real, lasting change in our lives, to make us more like Christ and give us the abundant life He promised. He is the mighty God who can transform us. And the enemy likes to come to us and say, you could never have victory in that area. You could never experience a change in that arena of your life. But the Bible teaches otherwise. It says in Ephesians 3.20 that He is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we can ask or even think or imagine. And he does it by the greatness of his incredible power, which he goes on to say, is at work where? Inside of us. This power that the mighty God brings is unleashed and released through the person of the Holy Spirit who we are given when we trust in him as our deliverer. And so here's another question today. You're a follower of Him. Are you abiding in Him? Are you walking in dependence upon Him daily? Are you allowing Him to fill up you on the inside? You know, one of the ways that we allow Him to fill us is that we open all of the rooms, all the dimensions of our life to Him. And yet we have this tendency to allow Him, you know, open access to certain parts, but there's other parts we want to keep Jesus out of that part of my life. But we're never going to know the true power of God if we operate that way. We've got to open up everything and allow Him to fill us through the power of His Spirit. See, He's the God not only of Christmas, He's the God of every day. He is the one whose name is Mighty God. Isn't that great? And as we allow the truth that He is the mighty God to empower and embolden us, we need to remember that we have been called. We need to rely on Him, yes, but we've also been called to be witnesses. We have been called to shine as light. Remember how Jesus said to the disciples in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, He says, you will be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What better time of the year to do that than now? 
And, and as we go out and we're living our life over these next couple of weeks, I, I would just encourage you because, you see, his name is Mighty God. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be nervous. We don't have to be just kind of all jammed up. Well, what if I, if I say something? I don't know what my... We don't have to be hesitant to talk about the one who is Mighty God. We don't have to, to hesitate to bring up the subject. And I have a couple of suggested things that you can do to really be a witness. I mean, it's Christmas time. How easy it is to say, you know, Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. Who is Jesus to you? And right away, you know, you're involved in a conversation. Or maybe you can ask somebody the question, what does a person need to do to go to heaven? And right away, you're in the middle of a conversation about the one who is mighty God. Or in the course of all of that, you could just ask someone the question, would you mind if I tell you my story, my life experience with the one whose name is Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God? See, let's, let's just not allow ourselves to be so psyched out. We can't bring up the name of the one who's called Wonderful Counselor and mighty God. This is the world's most unique birth announcement ever because he is the world's most unique person ever. And he is called Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God. I want to close by giving to you a Christmas wish. It's a wish that comes from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer and my wish for you. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up and we're going to sing a closing song. It's a song that celebrates the mightiness of our God. And as we get ready to sing this song, please remember, if you know him personally, the mighty God resides in you. Let's just pray as they're finishing getting ready. Father, we thank you so much for this incredible birth announcement. We thank you that Jesus is the mighty God. And for those of us who don't yet know him, may they just simply realize clearly in their mind, now is the time to turn to the one who is the deliverer and the rescuer, the one who paid the penalty for them. And for those of us who are followers of Jesus, may we just be refreshed and renewed by the fact that our God is the mighty God and that He resides inside of us. And may that give us boldness just to speak up and talk to others about the One who is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray these things in His name. Amen. Could you please stand and join us?